Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Good evening, wherever you are in the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B's Media Production presents What a Word from the Lord radio show. I'm your host, Stevie L. Butler. And this radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B's Media Production at the Carolina studio in the great state of North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just so grateful for the privilege to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air, just give us a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. Or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website and listen to the live show there. I just checked it before we came on the air, and you will find this show on page three of that website. Now, once we came on the air, uh, it's probably moved up to pages two or one. That's normally how they do it. But when I checked it before I came on the air, it was on page three. Now, there are over 1,700 live shows on that Blog Talk Radio website at this hour, and you will consistently find this broadcast on pages one through four of that website. And I certainly appreciate uh, them doing that for us. To God be the glory. If you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts or special guests on this radio show, you can send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com, or you can call Stevie B's Media Production at this Carolina studio at 910-491-6405. Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ. And if you need any assistance in locating the congregation in my area, in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now, folks, now, now, ladies and gentlemen, on tonight's broadcast, this is the third Tuesday of the month. And my co-host, Dr. Anthea Lane, she's a board-certified obstetricianist and gynecologist from the Gray Road Church of Christ in Cincinnati, Ohio. And she is hosting her show, uh, Conversations with Dr. Lane. All right. Take it away, Dr. Lane. Enjoy your listening experience. Stevie B Media Productions presents in collaboration with Lane Media and Photography, a special presentation of What a Word from the Lord Radio Show, featuring Conversations with Dr. Lane, hosted by Dr. Antherica Lane, board-certified obstetrician and gynecologist. Conversations with Dr. Lane, where health and life intersect. Are you ready to learn to live a life that is overflowing with victory and empowerment? Welcome to Conversations with Dr. Lane. Dr. Lane is a board-certified obstetrician and gynecologist. She is committed to addressing health holistically from the mind, body, and soul. Hi, this is Dr. Antherica Lane with Conversations with Dr. Lane. Let's talk about those things that we do not have time to discuss during an appointment. Let's talk about your finances, business, education, relationships. If I can empower you to make healthy decisions in these areas, I am convinced your mind will be more focused and more open to a conversation about your health. Turn up the volume. Get ready for Conversations with Dr. Lane. Hello, this is Dr. Anthera Lane 
with another episode of Conversations with Dr. Lane. Today, we are continuing a conversation that we had with board-certified orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Clyde Henderson, about falls. And I thought it would be appropriate to bring on another specialist. Today, we are going to have Dr. Chantel Barnes. Dr. Chantel Barnes is a physical therapist. Let's bring her on. Well, hello, Dr. Barnes. How are you this evening? I am well, Dr. Lane. How are you doing? Doing great, great. It's so exciting to talk to you today. I've really been uh, wanting to hear a little bit more first about what you do as a physical therapist, and we're going to get into this whole subject about falls. And for those who are out there who might even be considering physical therapy as a career, can you talk to us a little bit about your training, your expertise, or specialty areas that you would like to share with our audience? Absolutely. Uh, So again, my name is Dr. Chantel Barnes. I am a physical therapist, and I've been a physical therapist now for a decade, which is hard to believe. The time really, really, really flies. When I went into PT school after undergrad, I was expecting that I'd have two and a half to three years of graduate education, which I did. I had two and a half years with my program through Arcadia University. And I fully intended when I went in to go in as and become a pediatric physical therapist. Now they train us to be generalists and so we get our general degree and then from there we can go on and specialize in whatever area we want. And actually while I was doing my clinicals, I realized that I really prefer the older adult population versus kids. And so in my career, I have had patients as young as three months, uh, as old as 101, but my primary patients are in that eh, 30 to 65 year old uh, range. And so I've had a, a really varied experience, but my areas of clinical specialty are mostly in lymphedema management, uh, which can occur in all age brackets, but most certainly um, occurs um, sometimes with older adults and after uh, cancer surgeries. Um, and then I'm also certified in mindfulness, which I use quite a bit now um, as an alternative therapy with my patients with chronic pain, and certainly that can affect our older adults as well. Wow, that's really, really interesting. I really like this uh, aspect of bringing in mindfulness. Oftentimes, I hear about mindfulness in in the realm of uh, anxiety management, and it's interesting that it also plays a role in physical therapy. If you were to just give us a little snapshot of how mindfulness can be effective in regards to pain management, what would you share with us? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I think in general, most of us are not mindful. And to put that into more relatable terms, we're not aware. And so we go through life and we're just busy, 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 and we don't stop to kind of focus on the areas that maybe need healing or need attention, right? And so with my patients with chronic pain, mindfulness gives them an opportunity to slow down and not to perseverate or focus on the pain in terms of what they can't do, but rather to focus on, okay, this is here. 
and I can still move past it. I can still be functional. I can still be active in my community, but acknowledging, hey, this is real. This is real to me. And so it, it just, uh, it's a, a really great adjunct um, to other services. Certainly we would still incorporate stretching. We would still incorporate exercise. We may still incorporate modalities such as heat, ice, um, even electrical stimulation modalities like that. But mindfulness is just an extra thing. And we find based on research and really in the clinic, it can just be really helpful, really simple techniques like mindful breathing, um, like um, gratitude exercises where, again, we acknowledge, hey, yes, there's pain, but we don't stay there, right? We move on to the fact that, you know what, I'm grateful for everything. I, I'm grateful for the ability to move, even though I do have some pain. I'm grateful for family members who help to support me so that I can do the things that I need to do. And so it's it's a great opportunity to just really become more aware. And that's how we incorporate it into therapy. Wow, that's really, that's really excellent. And is a nice example of that mind and body connection. And why it's so important to have a care team that's holistic in its approach when it comes to managing uh, something like pain. Well, let's get on to our subject at hand, falls. So what do you think are the most common reasons that individuals fall, and particularly at an older age? This is such a multifaceted area. And I'll tell you, I was thinking about it, you know, what are the most common reasons? And I, I think I'll highlight maybe three or four, but do know that there are a plethora of reasons why our older adults could fall. Um, one reason certainly could be what we think of in, in the physical therapy world as maybe one of the most obvious things that we treat, which is a strength deficit, right? People have weakness, and so they're not able to move as easily. They're not able to get up as easily, right? And when we think about falls, it's not just a falling down to the ground and injuring myself. It's also when I start to get up, and I can't fully get up, and so I fall back into my chair type of thing. Those, those are falls as well. Um, and so strength, that, that's definitely, um, lack of strength, rather, is definitely a reason for falls. Vision, that one's a big one in our older adults, right? Um, and so it is so many things that, that I've learned even over this last decade of being a physical therapist, talking with colleagues, right? We talked about a multidisciplinary team right? Um, it's, you know, what we think of as our, our classic vision. It's also our ability to see better and our eyes to adjust to darkness, um, to adjust to depth perception, those kinds of things. As those decline, people can be more at risk for falls. One of the other reasons that we see a lot in our older adults, and this is where I become the bad guy, it is something about the way that previous generations like to decorate their homes, mm. right? And that goes into environmental factors, right? That would be the main umbrella that I would put it under, environmental trip hazards, right? And so it can be anything, right? My grandparents really are fans of area rugs and unsecured area rugs, and those are a trip hazard. They're also a fan of having 
lots of furniture and lots of trinkets and lots of things that might be on the floor or on the edge of the steps or things like that. And though it may not have caused them a problem a decade ago, now it's a major risk factor. That is right, a, right in line with uh, what Dr. Henderson was saying in regards to basically uh, safety-proofing uh, your home as you get older. So oh, yeah. that's really um, excellent that you all have a very consistent message about that. So for those of you who are out there listening, and, and as we get older, we really need to think about our environment. So when you have... When you have clients that are seniors, I would say, let's say in, in the range of over 60 years old, what are some of the injuries that you are seeing? That also can vary. I will tell you, it's a natural reflex that when you're falling or losing your balance, that you stick out a hand, right? You try mm -hmm. to brace your fall. So we definitely see uh, wrist and hand injuries, whether it's a full-on break or fracture or whether it's, you know, a ligament tear or, or things like that. We see a lot of that. We also see a lot of hip fractures um, and also other, you know, leg injuries because of the fall. Now, again, that's maybe just the top couple, but so many things can happen in a fall, right? We always talk. Um, when I have clients come in, I ask, you know, what do you remember about the fall? And for most of them, it just happened so fast, right? And if they hit something on the way down, it could hit a shoulder, it could hit their head, mm -hmm. right? And that becomes very dangerous. They could hit all kinds of things on the way down to the ground if it's that severe of a fall. But some of the primary injuries are wrist and hand and then hip and knee. If you are just joining us, this is Conversations with Dr. Lane, and we are having a conversation with Dr. Chantel Barnes. She is a doctor of physical therapy. So we're talking about fall today, and we talked a little bit of one way to prevent falls is to basically safety-proof your home. What are some other ways that older individuals can begin to prevent a fall? So that's a great question as well. One of the first things I actually think of is empowering my patients, my clients, and that is by letting anyone know, hey, you've been living with yourself for, you know, 60 plus years, right? You've been living with yourself for decades. Nobody knows your body better than you. And so awareness is key. If maybe you're one of those people who hasn't had what we consider a classic fall, but maybe you are having a harder time getting up from the chair, getting up from the commode, getting out of bed, um, you know, maintaining balance. Maybe you're having dizzy spells or, or something that's out of the usual for you. Definitely bring that up to your healthcare provider because from there, there's so much that we can do more preventatively or proactively if we know before all of the falls are starting. Um, if you are living with someone who's having falls and maybe they're a little proud, <laughs> um, one of the things that you can definitely do is serve as an advocate for them. You know, when you're going with them to their, their doctor's appointments, bring it up, right? Even though you may be the bad guy, it's so much better than having a major fall and having many more severe injuries. So that's one of the first things for sure. Be an advocate, be aware, right? At the first sign of balance issues, 
dizziness issues, sensation issues, right? Uh, we have a lot of diabetics and then all of a sudden they're getting issues with neuropathy. They can't feel their feet properly. Definitely let your provider know. And then some of the other things that you can do uh, certainly may include physical therapy. There's also lots of really great resources out there if you're into YouTube. If you have a family member who can guide you to some YouTube videos that can show you some amazing chair exercises or even exercises standing and holding on to something stable for support, just working on overall strength and working on flexibility and what we call balance exercises, where you're really training your body to accommodate for the differences in terrain, right? Whether you're walking over a rug that might be a little softer than, say, a hard surface like a tile, or whether you're going up and down stairs or just a curb, you can train for things like that. So that's really important. And then one of the final things I would say, and this goes back to pride, and I chuckle because I've I'm imagining my grandparents, right? Mm -hmm. um, my grandfather is almost 92, and he feels like walkers are for old people. <laughs> and so though he needs a walker, uh, the walker that he has usually is used by my grandmother, and he prefers to use his cane, right? So swallow pride if you know, right, or people around you are saying, hey, maybe let's try a cane, right, if you weren't using anything. Maybe let's try a walker, even if it's just temporary. Absolutely. Don't have too much pride. Go ahead and use it because it, it could just be a temporary thing while you build your strength back up. You can still build strength even as an older adult. Yes, yes. That's, that is some great, great advice. One of, this, this subject, first of all, is a great subject that really demonstrates my motto of where health and life intersect because there's so many things in life that we need to consider as we get older just to maintain our, our safety and daily functioning. I really liked your point about advocacy and family members or spouses, significant others can be a great source of information when a family member goes to the doctor's office. And as you know, I'm an OBGYN, and I often really appreciate husbands, significant others that are at the appointment because after I ask the patient questions, then they immediately chime in like, well, Dr. Ling, she's not really being totally honest with you. Honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice that to have that person with you at your at your appointment to to advocate and even point out those things that you may not even have realized that you were doing. Absolutely. Yeah. So so okay, so Growing up, I always saw this commercial about the lady who fell and she couldn't get up. And it was get like up. always the, you know, always the joke, I've fallen and I can't get up. But, you know, on a serious note, if an older person falls, is there a way for them to try to get up or should they try to get, get up or just try to get some help? What are your thoughts about that? So the answer to can they get up is, it depends, right? It depends on that older adult. It depends on how much strength they have. It depends on how much flexibility in some cases they have. And it also depends on the severity of that fall. Uh, 
Um, so I, I am a huge advocate of, of life alerts um, and things where you can notify somebody if you're in the house on your own. I'm also a huge advocate of if you have a cell phone, which lots of people have at every age, to keep it on you wherever you go. And a lot yeah. of times people say, oh, I'm just going down to the basement. I'm just going to the bathroom. You just never know. Keep it on you. Um, mm -hmm. That way you can, you can reach someone. Because if the fall is severe enough, it really might not matter what kind of condition you were you were in in terms of your strength, you might still need to call somebody, right? Or you might need to holler or something like that. But there are definitely techniques that we can show, definitely techniques that we do and we train for in physical therapy, um, where oftentimes older adults will feel like, oh, I can't do that. And then they try it a few times, right? We practice it or we practice the components of it. And then all of a sudden, oh, I, I could do this. I could do this. So the answer is yes, there there are potentially um, options for getting up. You've had a fall, um, but it does definitely depend on the person and it does depend on the fall. So let's talk about balance a little bit. I often uh, see loss of balance as a common concern. What are some ways that as we get older, we can continue to work on improving our balance? Great question. So certainly working on exercises where you are standing and doing what we call a weight shift, right? Um, and so that sounds, you know, really fancy, but once you try it, you go, oh, yeah, that makes sense, right? I'm literally just shifting my weight. And so I always recommend any balance exercises that anyone is doing at any period of time. And frankly, if you're having balance issues, just about any exercise you do standing can be helpful for your balance. Hold on to something sturdy, right? That means do not hold on to an office chair that has wheels. That's a no-go. Don't hold on to a table, a cart uh, that has wheels. Don't hold on to a couch that slides, right? If you have uh, you know, unsecured furniture, do not hold on to that. However, if you have a couch you know, and it's on carpet or rug or something, you know, it's got some kind of pads under it that are not going to allow it to slide, a chair, uh, a table, even a kitchen countertop, that's a really great stable place. It's a great place to work on balance exercises. And you'll see my head kind of moving and my shoulders kind of moving as I demonstrate this, but literally just shifting your weight onto one foot and then shifting it back to the other side. It's a really simple, basic exercise that you can do. Oftentimes have people to start with just maybe doing it for 20 seconds and then work your way up to a minute. Start with hands very securely on that sturdy surface, and then go to maybe hovering your hands or just kind of lifting them up off of that surface a little bit to challenge yourself. And of course, it will depend on the person. If the balance is really, really severe, I'm going to definitely recommend that you do that with somebody present or with a seat behind you. That way you have coverage in front of you. And then if you do start to lose your balance, you have something safe to, to, um, to sit down into. Those are great, great. It's interesting how something so simple can be so helpful. So that's excellent. Now I'm going to start working on shifting my weight from there you go. side <laughs> to side. Yeah, no falls Absolutely. in the lane house. Yeah. There you go. And I'll tell you, as simple as that seems, mm -hmm. when I have people who maybe are really, really, really weak, right, maybe they have something else going on. Maybe they've had a stroke or something that 
you know, is neurological that's causing their balance issues. Sitting and weight shifting, just as you demonstrated, is actually a really great exercise. It improves knowing where our body is in space. And the big fancy term for that is proprioception, right? And we need that in order to have good balance. And we need good trunk support. That's also a huge component of balance. So really simple exercises. Standing is great, but if you're not there, that's okay. You can do it seated as well. Awesome, awesome. That brings us to our last question, really about some ways to stay active at home and chair exercises are a wonderful way to to exercise and still keep yourself safe at the same time. Talk a little bit about some thoughts about chair exercises. Chair exercises are absolutely fantastic. I've had the opportunity to present some chair exercises at my church, but I'll tell you what that actually goes back to. When I was in physical therapy school, they had us do what we called experiential learning and there were different opportunities and one of which was to go to a senior center and do chair exercises we actually also practiced taking blood pressure as well but the main reason we were there was to do chair exercises and it was fantastic because they were doing it in a group so people were motivated right doesn't really matter what your age when you're doing it with someone else that's highly motivating. Another thing that's motivating across cultures, across age groups is music, right? Mm-hmm. And if we're working specifically with our members of our community that are in older ages, let's just cater some music to them, right? Or if you're doing it by yourself or if you're just doing it, maybe a, a grandchild with a grandparent or a child with a parent or a spouse with someone who they're assisting with their balance, find some good music that they like and go for it. And it's anything, any little bit of movement, I promise, is helping, right? So it can be simple things like tapping your toes, right? Sometimes we forget how important the muscles on the front of our leg are, right? The front lower part of the leg, we call it the shin, right? That muscle is the anterior tibialis, and it brings our toes up. Well, how's that important for balance in a functional sense? If we're walking, that's the muscle that keeps us from dragging our feet and tripping ourselves, right? So it's really important. So tapping toes is huge. Also, if you want to lift your heels up, that helps to work the calf muscle, which is on the back lower leg. And that's really important for propelling you forward. It's also really important if you need to go up a step or up a curb or even up a ramp, right? So we're thinking about all different kinds of settings. All of that's huge. Leg kicks. All of those are important. Seated marching, that's important. Even working, kind of tapping your leg out to the side and back in, that's really important for the outer hip. It's another set of muscles that we kind of neglect a little bit, but those are really, really important when we're walking. They're also really important for getting up out of a chair, right, or getting up out of the car or getting up off of the commode, right? We have to do those things. That's part of daily function. What I don't want people to forget about, though, when we consider balance is the trunk, right? That's the stomach muscles and the back muscles and the arms, right? We want all of that to be strong, right? Again, when we talk about, you know, potentially getting up off the floor, A lot of that strength that you're going to need is in your arms, right? Part of that, once you get your legs in the right position, is using your arms to help push you and support Mm -hmm. you a little bit. So we do want that. And when our core is strong, we're learning so much more about the core muscles, right? It's not just 
not about having a six pack at all, right? It's about being able to actively engage those muscles. And when those muscles are strong, it makes everything easier. It makes balance better. It makes walking easier. It makes rolling in bed easier, right? And we need that so that, you know, we can shift and get comfortable. We need that so that we don't get bed sores if we have to be, you know, laying down a lot or sitting a lot. All of that is crucial. So definitely the leg, but don't forget the rest of the body either. Wow, that's awesome, Dr. Barnes. You you are just absolutely fantastic. I mean, Thank I, you. I, I don't want to get injured, but if I were to get injured, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be looking out for you for sure. For sure. I love I'd, it. I'd get some mindfulness. I'd get some empowerment. Yes. And on top of that, I'd get some core strength. So this is all of it. Yeah, this is this is awesome. Thank you so much for for just sharing all that information. We've got to have you come back. I want to talk about pain. So many people that. are suffering with pain and hopefully we can have a have another show about pain and how how we can address that as well. So Sounds any great. final comments you'd like to share with us at all? I would just love to share what one of my professors used to always say, and it used to get on our nerves, right? There's always these professors that have these quirky sayings, but I'll tell you, I steal it now and I share it with all of my patients, and it doesn't matter what the age range, it's so true. A little bit of something is better than a whole lot of nothing. And a lot of times we stifle ourselves, we stifle our progress. Well, I haven't been able to move well. Oh, well, I've been falling a lot, so I guess I just better sit down and do nothing don't do nothing, right? Do a little bit of something. Do what you can every day. Do a little bit of something that you can. Wow, that's a great, that's a great message. When we were talking to Dr. Henderson, we talked about uh, advice that was tweetable. That's a tweetable <laughs> advice. I need to put that on a shirt. Yeah, do it. a little something for sure, for sure. Well, this has been an excellent show. I hope you share it with all of your friends and family members. I'd like you to subscribe to my channel, follow my page, so that you can continue to get notifications and, and updates for, for new information. We're going to have Dr. Barnes back, and you don't, you don't want to miss it for sure. Well, Dr. Barnes, thank you so much for joining the show. It was wonderful talking to you. This has been Conversations with Dr. Lane, and we just had a conversation with Dr. Chantel Barnes. Thank you so much for having me. Do you have a business or event that you would like to promote? You can advertise during the Conversations with Dr. Lane online show and podcast. Do you need a digital graphic or a voiceover? We've got you covered. Contact our Director of Digital Promotions for pricing now at lanemediaphoto at gmail.com. So, so. Who am I? Have you ever asked yourself that question? When I was teaching child development at one of the local universities in Cincinnati, I would ask my students to tell me and answer that question, who are you? Talk to us. Tell us who you are, your experiences. We want to know who you are. So ask, ask yourself that question because God has clearly defined 
who we are. We are loved. We are unique. We are compassionate. We are committed. We are authentic. And we are his children. 1 Peter 4 and 10. Each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others. God wants us to be interacting and being able to encourage others. As faithful servants of God and his grace in various forms. Our loving God. Bless us for always seeking to find out who we are in this world. Help us to seek our purpose and bless others with our gifts. Encourage us with your soft whispers as we navigate our lives. Who are we? We are your hands, your feet, your heart, your embrace and your love carry us when we are weary love us when we don't think we're worthy we know that you are our father we are your children that's who we are in your son's name Jesus amen faith observed in optimism daily You have been served soul food. Well, this has been another fantastic episode of Conversations with Dr. Lane. A special shout out to board certified orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Clyde Henderson and Dr. Chantel Barnes, physical therapist. We are so grateful that you have taken the time to really educate us about falls and how we can prevent falls as we get older. I'd like to thank my technical producer, my husband, Marvin Lane. He always makes sure that we are just A-OK behind the scenes. I'd like to thank my family for all of your support as we continue on this journey to show everyone where health and life intersect. Please subscribe to my channel, follow my page so that you can receive up-to-date notifications of new content as it is posted. Special shout out to Pure Essence TV and my new family, Stevie B Media Productions. You all have a great evening or rest of your day. We look forward to talking to you again when we have another episode of Conversations with Dr. Lane. You have been listening to Dr. Antherica Lane with Conversations with Dr. Lane, a special segment of What a Word from the Lord. Back to you, Stevie B. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show.
thinking about what you've done for me in my life. I just want to say what you really mean to me. You're my everything, my joy and peace. You're the reason why I sing. Lord, I don't deserve anything you give me, so I just gotta say thank you. Oh, what's nice with your love and grace, so I just gotta tell you this. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.